You're listening to State Change, an interview series inspired by the emerging decentralization phenomenon. I'm your host, Arthur Falls. On today's episode, John Crane explains block apps and consortium ledgers. Hey John, it's good to have you on the uh, on the line. So, what's your role at Consensus, and what projects are you currently involved in? So, right now, I'm full time on Block Apps. I'm part of the uh, one of the Block Apps uh, founding members. I work on user experience and sort of front end development for blockchain applications. So, what's the story behind Block Apps? What niche does it fill in the market, and what's its role in the portfolio of spokes at Consensus? Right. So, Block Apps is sort of more at the uh, protocol layer. So, you know, we have a lot of these distributed applications uh, doing a lot of cool things with the uh, Ethereum platform. And what Block Apps is doing is sort of making this platform more available to uh, large enterprises. So. Uh, Block Apps built uh, an Ethereum version of the Haskell client, and in addition to that, they have a uh, REST API that makes it very easy to integrate the Ethereum platform, you know, with existing systems. Uh, for example, on a mobile phone, or you know, even something as small as like a Raspberry Pi. So the Block Apps infrastructure that you guys have built, where can we expect to see that deployed in the short term? Is this primarily something that is aimed at banks or at say mobile app developers? Um, really, it's both. Right now, we're working more closely with uh, banks just because that's where a lot of the interest has been. But uh, it was definitely built in mind, built with mobile developers in mind as part of the RESTful API they have. So a lot of, like if you're running local Geth client, this can be pretty heavy and expensive. And it's unlikely that you're going to want to run an actual Geth node or, uh, you know, just an Ethereum node on your phone. So what... Uh, app developer can do is just use a strato node and just sort of use the api like they're used to so we sort of took this existing restful api pattern and married it to the uh, ethereum platform so you said you mentioned the strato node what's the relationship between strato and the haskell client and block apps in general uh, could you explain the stack that's going on there right yeah sure so Strato is uh, sort of this RESTful API combined with the uh, Haskell Ethereum client. So Ethereum H is the open source Haskell Ethereum client, and Strato uh, includes this uh, RESTful API. So that's all packaged up, and we have those uh, available on Azure right now. But So Ethereum H is the open source Haskell client, and then Strato, sort of the value add, was adding this um, RESTful API on top of Ethereum H. Do you guys have any partnerships going on right now with, uh, with organizations outside Consensus? Yeah, absolutely. There's probably a number of them I can't actually talk about right now, but I'm sure you're familiar with. So the Microsoft partnership, so this yeah. is going really well. We're uh, on the Microsoft, the Azure marketplace, which is pretty exciting. So you can uh, sort of one-click deploy a strato node which is i think exciting for us and then also exciting for just ethereum in general it's exciting to be the first uh, ethereum offering that azure has and then we're sort of we're we have a lot of different ndas but we're moving forward with some other pretty big partners and there's going to be a couple announcements actually i think a couple this week maybe even so 
It's pretty exciting. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah, that's really exciting. What spurred this like, rapid development in block apps? It seems like you guys are on the forefront of enterprise Ethereum solutions. Right. So uh, I believe the founder, Jim, you know, he's sort of interested in Ethereum and wanted to play around and build something in Haskell. So he started just, you know, kind of looking into that. And I think then he uh, met up with Kieran and they sort of have just moved forward. So originally it wasn't just, uh, right now we're really focused on the enterprise. We, I think we've sort of like pivoted, you know, we really felt like this was a, an interesting space to be in. And so initially it was more of just like a developer API. And so we have sort of shifted as we've moved along. So it's been, you know, an evolving sort of process and we've been sort of changing with the trend as we've been going along. Sounds cool. So you guys have just rolled to the punches, I suppose. In this space, everything changes so rapidly. And it's awesome that you've found this position in between, uh, well, you know, interfacing between Ethereum and and Microsoft. That's a huge, uh, <laughs> a huge opportunity. Absolutely. Yeah, it's uh, pretty exciting. You know, um, IBM recently launched a sort of blockchain cloud initiative. So it's kind of exciting to see the space heating up there. There should be some good uh, boxing matches down the road, I'm sure. So I have another question that's a little bit more general. What do you think about the idea of these consortium uh, networks where you have a bunch of permissioned nodes operating a, um, a closed Ethereum infrastructure? What place do you feel it has in the market? Right. So I think the consortium is a, it's a really interesting concept. And I think it does have a place where we see, you know, like private data. So for example, on the Ethereum blockchain, everything is transparent, which can be really good. But also, maybe there's pieces of information that maybe you only want to share with your business partners, and you don't necessarily want this on the public Ethereum blockchain. So you can sort of leverage a lot of the you know powerful technologies that Ethereum provides within a consortium, but also retain your privacy by not having it fully open to the public. And what you can do is essentially just publish the pieces of data to the public network that it makes sense to do, and then the private information that you shouldn't or that you don't necessarily want available to the public, you can sort of retain control over in your consortium network. So this operates through some kind of consortium chain and public network interface, doesn't it? Right, exactly. So you could, you know, you'd have interactions going on within your consortium network, and then when it made sense, you would publish transactions to the public Ethereum network. And so those would be, uh, would be proofs of state of the consortium chain. Am I getting that right? Right, yeah, if there was some sort of, yeah, exactly, maybe a certain point, it makes sense to, you know, publish uh, annual earnings or something, you might push that to the public chain. But uh, maybe as things are, you know, getting put together throughout the quarter, you know, that's going to stay private within your consortium chain. And so, so because the, the reason I bring this up is I, I presume that this is part of the idea of what Microsoft is doing, and, and BlockApps presumably has some role in this as well. Right. I mean, I think Microsoft's just excited to get people up and running on Azure using Ethereum. But uh, yeah, it absolutely makes sense for a consortium architecture. They can easily, you know, it's sort of easy to manage. It's easy to deploy on Azure. Everything's already right there. It can be a little bit difficult to uh, set up. If you were trying to set up a consortium uh, without some of the tools that Microsoft's offering, it would be a little bit difficult. Yeah, so oh, one thing you mentioned earlier, we were talking about mobile. We were recently at the Mobile World Conference, which is sort of a fancy mobile conference for different vendors. But uh, we had partnered with Ubuntu. So you had also mentioned what other partnerships did we have. So we're partnered with Ubuntu. They recently released a phone 
uh, that's running the Ubuntu operating system. So we partnered with them and sort of leveraged this uh, our API to kind of include a sort of identity um, value transfer solution. And uh, you know we were able to pretty quickly, rapidly prototype that within the month. So that was quite exciting. But uh, yeah, if people want to learn more or you know check out some of the technology stack. Uh, you can go to blockapps.net. We have some documentation there. And we're actually, you know, sort of sprucing it up, getting ready for uh, this big Microsoft Build conference at the end of March. So that's going to be exciting. They have about, about 5,000 developers who show up for this every year. So this should be quite, a, quite an exciting time. Thanks for listening to State Change. Check out consensusmedia.net for more.